Welcome back to Rated Radio with your hosts, Rayburn Alexander and Shane Wyndham. That's me, Rayburn. That's me. What billboard hit did we cover this week? We covered Love Nawanti by... Nawantiti. Nawantiti. I have no idea. I have no one titi. Not touching that one. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, Love No One Titi by OK. I got CK. Oh, yeah. My O's. My C's look like O's, apparently. C-K-A-Y. C-K. Can you tell how old I am? Because I'm so out of touch with with this artist. I mean, you're more in touch than I am. You're the one that calls me a geriatric all the time. That's true. What'd you think? uh, Well, you know, coming fresh off the modern island sound of today this one's a swing and a miss for me and i get the appeal but the lyrics are hard to understand and the beats leave something to be desired two two stars see i dig the song's vibe and appreciate its bilingual embrace that having been said the main melody endlessly reminds me of grover washington and bill withers just the two of us and I'd much rather hear that track, yes. mostly because it doesn't rely on any moaning in place of interesting lyrics. Please understand that this is far from a bad song, but it's a four-star effort for me. Mm, that's generous of you. And we're being rude because we have a guest with us. Alyssa, it's been a while. How are you doing? I'm good. How are y'all? Hi, Alyssa. Hello. Are you, are you Hello. sure you're good? I no. hear it's a shit show. It is a shit show. It's a shit show. <laughs> it's okay. Welcome to the shit show. Thank you. You're Thank welcome. you. I've brought you my own shit show. Uh, just pack on all that shit, honey. I gotcha. It's going to be a party. It's I a gotcha. safe space for the shit show. Yeah. Awesome. We've said awesome. shit a lot already. Let's roll the <laughs> intro. Why you do that because it's my uh it's my thing do you hear sh- it do you hear it in the final product do you always cut it out i can never remember if i actually <laughs> say it you suck <sighs> all right shane okay get on with it ah fuck something up here let me find <laughs> our first artist the level of professionalism is i don't even know the words well to bolster what you're saying about my level of professionalism, again, I will reiterate that uh, this was pulled from a jar, which according to my notes here, mm-hmm. I did not double check my work this time, and I apologize, but it looks like Hollywood Undead was one of Lena's top 10 artists. May have been an earlier recommendation from her daughter. I don't remember. Anyway, Alyssa wanted to join us today because we are covering Hollywood Undead, and you are a longtime fan, correct? Yes. Yes. So we're going to talk about them first because I have a feeling this is going to be a pretty positive review coming from you. For Hollywood Undead, yes. Okay. <laughs> and then we'll see how you feel about Story of the Year. Right, right. So Alyssa has a tendency to surprise people. I never assume anything yeah, from Alyssa. Yeah, this is very true. <laughs> okay. <laughs> backhanded, com- backhanded comment, she's always surprising me. It's facts. Yeah. Nobody ever surprises me. Oh, hold on. (laughs) Just wait. Yeah, I know. Uh, So the first album we covered was Swan Songs from 2008. This was my bottom album. 
This was also my bottom album. This was also my bottom album. Out of the 14 tracks, I gave seven fives. I gave two fives. And I gave one. That's interesting. Yes. Told you. I'm officially surprised. Surprise. Told you. My top track was Black Dahlia. My top track was The Diary. Mine was City. Love City. And my bottom track was Pimpin'. My bottom track was Pimpin'. Yours was Pimpin'? Mine was Pimpin'. Really? Mine was Bitches. That shit has pure Rayburn energy. (laughs) Uh, That's why I was like, really? (laughs) Did you say Bitches? Yes. It just seemed a little too goofy. Yeah. Bitches at the bottom. Bottom Bitches. (laughs) Oh... You undead, MySpace-born bastards. This group is one of the strangest Frankenstein monsters of our time. Think LFO meets Linkin Park, or scene kids who accidentally sound like the Lonely Island. Otter still, this shit holds up surprisingly well. Almost none of it is musically significant, but I can't help appreciating a group that manages being fun and dark in the same melody so often. They should have included Knife Called Lust here says the longtime MySpace fan who was big into the group before they had an album. Rayborn? Well. Rayborn? Rayborn? Uh, for me, this is tech, EDM, screamo, rap metal. Uh, beats can be a bit weak here. Uh, very reminiscent of AFI or Icy Stars with a little bit of Limp biscuit sprinkled on top. Um, it also sounds a lot like Eminem, kind of goofy, and 303. Eminem specifically on Everywhere I Go, that would have been my runner-up. I also gave that a five. It sounds very Eminem-esque, early Eminem, funny. Alyssa, anything you want to add about this album? Um, No, not really. I mean, no. Okay. <laughs> Is this your introduction to, was this album your introduction to Hollywood Undead? Yes. Mm, actually, no. No, it wasn't. Okay. I didn't know anything about Hollywood Undead until I'd got with my very first boyfriend. Oh. And he was the one that... Thou was, shall not speak his name. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, I'm in the dark on this subject. Right. I apologize. We're, we're sisters and we yeah, talk a lot. It's, <laughs> They're exchanging glances. Mm, mm. Yeah. And then looking at me like I'm Dabbage. supposed to know shit. <laughs> <laughs> but oh. yeah, he put me on. So. And what age... Uh, if I remember correctly, it was like, well, like 14, 15? 15. Okay. Yeah, 15. How old was he at the time? I'm kidding. 15. Don't answer that question. <laughs> okay. Okay. Good. I feel better. Yeah. Uh, so the next album we covered was American Tragedy from 2011. This was my middle album. This was also my middle album. The same as me. It was also my middle. Out of the 14 tracks, I gave 13 fives. Wow. I gave three. I gave one. My top track was Been to Hell. My top track was Poor Me. My top track was Bullet. <laughs> that, my... yeah, this, this is a very Rayburn album. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I kind of ran Bullet in the Ground for like... She did. I've been I running never... it in the ground. It's one of my favorites. Bullet was the one from Hollywood Undead that I knew before we listened to it. Mm-hmm. And it comes from... It's got It's got a very you vibe. Like, I'm going to talk about some depressing ass shit. But I'm going to make you feel like it's not depressing. Yeah. 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 So she really ran it into the ground. So I knew about that. And I knew that was going to be your job song. Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) My depressed ass. What about bottom songs? Uh, Gangsta Sexy. Agreed. Agreed. 100%. (laughs) I actually wound up giving that song a five. I saw the title. I heard it kick off. And I thought, okay, this is going to be really stupid. (laughs) But I kind of like it. (laughs) Uh, My bottom track was Coming Back Down. Okay. Mm Mm-hmm. 
Understandable. This is the first time I'm hearing more than this group's debut. And I have to say, I enjoy it. The sound and energy is what I was hoping for while listening to Gorillaz. Admittedly, the lyrical vapidity is going to turn a lot of listeners off, and maybe it's just those Lonely Island vibes, but I could dig this a lot in small doses. Solid pop rap rock. Very Rayburn, apparently. <laughs> and stupid as hell. I, I, I mean, I, you said it. I, uh, I, said I mean, it was, I'll say it. I don't give a shit. I mean, if it makes you feel better, 13 out of 14 songs hit my baseline. That does make me feel better. Uh, for me, this is mo- more emotional. Sounds a lot like Fall Out Boy meets 303 again with the vocal style. Uh, party vibes, rapping style sounds like E-40. And they added some symphonic tracks, too. Yeah, I was going to say, to me, they have more of like a, a techno to this this album. Mm-hmm. And even though it shows diversity, it's not... it To me, it doesn't sound well with all of their voices yeah. collectively. I thought that this album was a little bit more creative. Like yeah. they were trying yeah. to be a little bit more creative with this one. Yeah. They definitely seem to be evolving as we go along. That yeah, was my sure. interpretation anyway. Uh, I think that's what struck me about Swan Songs when it came out is what I was used to on MySpace was a little goofy here and there, but mostly it was like super serious emo hardcore shit. But that album did not present necessarily that way. And it's, it's anyway, the last album we covered was Notes from the Underground from 2013 this was my top album. This is also my top album. Same here. Out of the 11 tracks, I gave 11 fives. I gave one five. I gave four. Burr, 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 burr. Thank you. <laughs> See, you say you don't want me to do it and you don't enjoy it. And yet you look at me ready for the acknowledgement. I want the acknowledgement. I hate the sound of the acknowledgement. Well, please. Well, let's evolve this sound. Let's get together. Let's figure out where we want this sound to go. See, I've already got mine prepared for when you have a perfect rating again. So I'm not just using yours. Is it a Unfortunately, noise? that just doesn't happen. Well, it has happened. Once. Twice. It's happened twice. Twice. All I remember is panic. No, it's happened twice. Okay. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, 24 karat magic got a perfect rating. <laughs> oh, okay, that's true. <laughs> we'll work on the sound. Anyway, let's get back to talking about Hollywood Undead. I was just going to hit you like the old, um, those old racist like uh, signs that you could see. Like they're old um, advertisements like for syrups or yeah. corn flour. That's, I was just going to say, Damn, this show am good. <laughs> now I just want to give a uh, perfect rating just so that I can hear you go, Damn, this show am good. This show am good. Very fucking racist. Anyway, yes. uh, <laughs> it's not why I was going to use that. I, I like the phrase. If you would have... if do now, not appreciate now I wish, the racism. Now I wish you would have left it to be a surprise. Okay, I'm sorry. Aww. It's just so rare and you looked so ready to know. My top track was Lion. My top track was Rain. Mine was We Are, but it was almost Lion. I love Lion. Good shit. Mm-hmm. All right. Bottom Calm track, down. Pigskin. Same. Mine was One More Bottle. Okay. Mm-hmm. I can get behind that, too. It's like, yeah. you're hearing lots of fives from me. Again, that's my baseline. Mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. It's something I think could play on the radio and hit with a lot of people, but it's not necessarily the greatest song I've ever heard. Yeah. If you saw the, the six through ten side of the scale, it might look a little more bleak for certain groups. Anyway. All right, Kermit. Oh, really? That gets a look from you? That's but none of my business. I just she's heard over a bunch here of punching her mic and nobody's saying she anything. She hit it. 
This disc mostly abandons the boy band pop vibes. It also manages being as fun as their previous release, while also emotionally affecting in spots for the first time since their very early work. If I were recommending this artist to someone, I'd have them start here. It feels like the Linkin Park Jay-Z mashup, just with less rap skill and more emotion. If you ever wanted Chester Bennington, Andy Samberg, and Nate Dogg to make music together, this is close enough to be convincing. I agree. I agree. For me, Notes from the Underground has a better flow. Harmonies are much smoother. And in a way, it's middle of the road. It seems safer. It's not them trying to be overly creative with like they, how they were with American Tragedy. And it's a little bit more polished than Swan Songs. So for me, it's pretty consistent. It's a pretty consistent album with the exception of Pigskin. So. Yeah. Well, for me, Notes from the Underground did have a lot of my absolute favorites. Um, Swan Songs only had two of my favorites, but Notes from the Underground did have a lot of more more songs that resonated with me, I think. But, you know, as a whole, I think Hollywood Undead, how they have their lighthearted moments and their fun moments where like you know, talk about partying and doing what everybody else does. And then they also touch on very um, dark situations that elaborates more for listeners to understand what people are going through so i fuck with hollywood undead heavy it with the exception of a few songs i have to agree i think my problem early on I mean, we already talked about that first album some of the the other problems there that i had were really just leaning into the hollywood side of it so i get that's where you live but they did a lot of referencing california or mm-hmm. los angeles i think specifically mm-hmm. it just didn't work for that group and the fun they were trying to have, it, it was strange for me. Um, but this this group definitely feels like they're evolving, so I'm looking forward to getting more from them. Yeah. I should say the song Undead, that very first track on Swang Songs, uses Crazy Train's melody. Ozzy Osbourne's Crazy Train. Really? I did not yeah. catch I didn't even that. catch it. Wow. Huh. Did you know that they, um, how Hollywood Und- Undead got their name? First of all, it was Deuce and J-Dog that first started collaborating together before they added the rest of the three. But... When they first got their name, it was because they were party hopping so much that they would walk around L.A. and they would look dead. So that's eventually how they got Hollywood Undead. Nice. Do you, do you know their original name? I do not, actually. I don't. Ready for disappointment? Uh, No. The kids. The kids. You know, they somebody had mentioned some, or an article I had read, so they had mentioned something about kids, but I think I misread it, but that's a letdown. Who, uh, out Just of curiosity, makes me think of an Eminem song. Go ahead. The kids. <laughs> out of curiosity, um, who's your favorite member? Because isn't it like, mm, is it five or six members? There's five. Five. Okay. Yeah. Can you name all of them? Uh, Johnny Three Tears, which is my favorite, just because uh-huh. of his mask is so pretty and so bright. Um, there's Johnny Three Tears, J uh, Dog, Deuce. I'm not meaning to put you on the spot. Well, you damn sure did, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't mean to do that thing that I'm doing right I now as I knew. do this I, thing. I knew Johnny Three Tears was your favorite. And they are yes. five guys that wear masks. For the most part, um, when they're touring, they do. Okay. But they don't always wear them. Oh, I know. From yeah, but I mean, I don't no, go I mean, to sleep in them. Well, no shit, Sherlock. <laughs> but you get what I'm saying. But when they do performances, yes. Okay. The music makes me feel like I'm hearing The Lonely Island if they decided to make non-comedy tunes with the help of Linkin Park or maybe The Used. Okay. All right. Do you have any notes? Yeah. um, Like Shane said, they are a MySpace band. That's where they got their start. Uh, Danny, who is one of the members, is an American Idol reject. Yep. 
Wow. So if you want to know what he looks like, good luck finding him in uh, some of the old American Idol failed auditions. Um, Dan- I'll try to find it for mentions. Okay, awesome. Thanks. Danny's mask is made out of pure gold. Which, if it's made out of pure pure gold, that would seem like that would be heavy as fuck. Yeah. Maybe it's very thin gold, but yeah. it's gold. Um, and they prefer themselves to be a part of the new metal genre. So yeah, yeah, I was about new to say. metal. Shane, what's the since you're the metal expert? What's the classifications for new metal? New metal, uh huh. Like Limp like, Biscuit. New metal would refer to uh, a lot of heavy jam. Mm-hmm. type rock yeah that also has like the dj that's involved with throwing a lot of sounds and stuff in the background usually they replace a keyboardist with a dj okay so think lincoln park mm-hmm. or what limp biscuit does that sort of thing and that's why you're getting techno vibes as well it is sort of a combination of electronic music blended in with actual scene metal from that sort of time okay. period i know there are a lot of different variations of metal and i just want to make sure that yeah, i'm knowing the difference between the two it's very close to like the hip-hop rock uh, uh-huh. remember what you would mm-hmm. call that uh, same sort of thing that it's because Wayne you're, album. you're bringing in <laughs> why do you keep referring to <laughs> <laughs> i don't know that's pretty, what I think of when I think of like rap rock. I'm pretty sure that was true instrumentation. I need to go back and listen to Rebirth, but I'm pretty sure Lil Wayne played guitar throughout that album and had a full band actually playing most of the rest of it. Um, In Rebirth? Yeah. I think so. That's what I... Yeah, but that doesn't change the classification of what it is just because he played it. I'm I saying mean, I don't know. Just because he's rapping doesn't mean you've got instrumentals that are uh, electronic. Oh. You know what I mean? Yeah. New metal is kind of a combination of you got your house music, you've got your rock metal. Okay. Uh, I remember NSYNC and Bloodhound Gang once teasing a collab and listening to this group feels like having that same sort of odd potential finally made good on. I can't stress enough, though, if you're looking for lyrical depth, this is probably not the group for you. Their sound is hook heavy, though, easily listenable. In most places, it's an empty sort of good. I need it as much. After burying my ears in Pantera on the previous episode, I should hate this for being so surface level so often, but something about it hits in such a darkly bombastic party sort of way that I ain't even mad at it. Hollywood Undead. Who knew? I like it. <laughs> I remember liking it a lot on MySpace. That's what I'm saying. I heard that first album and never went deeper. So I'm I'm actually glad we went through this. Can I just say Shane was probably the big brother that you never got because when you were into Hollywood Undead, I had no interest <laughs> to look into Hollywood Undead. Like none whatsoever. Oh no. Was... And you guys would talk about it. Yeah. And sorry that it took no, it's a long fine. ass time. It's fine. There were there were groups you were into like before I got into, I don't know, Fallout Boy, I'd be like, what the hell? <laughs> I ain't listening to this shit. But I mean, I like it now. But yeah. yeah, I feel you. I don't feel like Rayburn ever used to talk to me about music. That's what's funny. You and your brother both, I would always know what y'all were into. Mm-hmm. Had no idea with this one. I, I don't think she had any idea either because she listened to a bunch of... What the hell made you want to do a podcast with me? Well, I know now. Oh. When you started coming around and drinking all the time, I couldn't shut you up, so... <laughs> This I found coming out all from sorts you? of things, yes. Okay. This is not to say that I don't talk a lot, too. <laughs> I Podcast, th- hello. I think what happened is we both got drunk one night, we found a corner, and we just started talking, and then we realized we could talk about the, some shit, and then we just decided to save everyone else the trouble of hearing it, and we started doing a podcast. I blame YouTube. I think we used to find music, and then we would all get together, and it would be like, 
have you seen this? Have you seen this? And everyone oh, yeah, was doing yeah. it at the time. So yeah. John and it, it was right as as Lonely Island was getting big. And yeah. you had the Shmoyoho with the Songify This and mm. all that sort of thing was coming out. Yeah. So it was an easy time to whatever. We're rambling. <laughs> so that was Hollywood Undead. <laughs> Let's go ahead and take our break. Yeah. So? So, songs for the weekend, man. Songs for the weekend. Not the musical artist, no. the actual weekend. But can we can we take a segue real quick? Just real M- quick. Make it quick. The new Dawn FM experience cry, is... Cry us a river. Go shut ahead. up. The new Dawn FM experience is on Prime Video, as well as The weekend just announced his tour dates for the new Dawn FM uh, show. What uh, You watched it. Yeah. I watched it. We both had some feelings um if you get the chance and you enjoy the weekend watch it yeah not long choreographed pretty well has some pretty interesting and at times unique visuals and then i really liked how they you didn't get the full songs most of the time for any of them no but they managed to just flow right into one another so well Mm -hmm. you could see how that album was put together so nicely but but someone had a big crybaby fit at the end. I did not have a crybaby fit. Okay, first of all, they don't do all the songs. And I asked you, where the fuck? Because you watched it before me. Where the fuck are the other songs? Um, Lil Wayne's song with The Weeknd was not on there. Tyler, the creator song was not on there. As you're saying that, the answer to the question you asked is completely obvious. That's why. It's because they weren't there to do it live. So they just skipped over it completely. I get how it's frustrating bummer. because... You are, you're going through the album and you're hearing every song in order. And then it just cuts right to the end of the album. Can I also, yeah, when Phantom Regret starts playing and you're like, okay, they jumped a little bit. Because if you know the album, it comes at the end of the album. Phantom Regret performed by Jim Carrey, which is good. Anyway, yeah, it jumped to that. And I was like, okay, so they're bringing this up in the middle of the album. And then the experience just ends and you're like, uh, okay, y'all missed a couple. Uh, I will also say my vision for that album, like what I pictured in my head, and you and I talked about it when we listened to the album um, a couple months ago, did not, I did not expect the experience to be what it was. I expected something very different. Yeah, I could see that. I could tell that there are 80s vibes in the album, so I'm not going to harp on you for what the takeaway was. Like I thought the previous album, we're talking about The weekend right now. (laughs) Let's... Let's end this segue and go to songs for the weekend. I can't wait to cover them. But yes, let's do songs for the weekend. Watch the experience. Let us know what you think. Um, Songs for the weekend. My pick is She's a Bad Mamma Jamma by Carl Carlton. Simply put, this song was and is always a much needed confidence booster after dealing with a shit job after a shit week uh, with shit people. Sometimes a homegirl needs to be reminded to kick the weekend off right. Do you know what the fuck she's talking about? Bad Mamma Gemma? You don't know the song? Hmm. She's a bad Mamma Gemma. Just as fine as she can be. Oh. What? Yes, you do. Oh, you, you absolutely Did you just do it. that to get us to sing it? Uh, you're welcome, folks. You're, you're such welcome. an asshole. It is the weekend. I'm trying to have some fun here. So I'm telling two stories today because both mean too much to me to not talk about. Okay, go ahead. So apologies. 
No, quit apologizing. Just get your stories out. So first one, Whatever You Want by Keith Sweat. One of my exes passed away last year, and this was her favorite song when we were together, in air quotes, together, right? Uh, the, the track reminds me of the weekends because back then a weekend meant we could stay up talking on the phone as long as we pleased, nowhere to be the next morning. And while for obvious reasons, this is fairly heartbreaking for me to listen to now, it's also a nice reminder of just how valuable those two days and nights can be to the human condition. A reminder that our experience is the finest, our time is limited, and opportunity won't wait. Second pick, April 29th, 1992 by Sublime. Which, allow me to say, is confusing if you know the song. No, I did, just, I did not just mess up. I know the lyrics are April 26th, 1992, but mm. the title is April 29th. Anyway. Okay. It's 2004 in my story. Okay. I've just emerged from the absolute lowest point of my life. I agree to go shoot pool with Jennifer, Joel, and Corey. My only intention for the evening is to enjoy a little time with some of my favorite people and not let on that I haven't been around lately because I was thinking of killing myself mere days prior to now. The night ends up being absolute renewal. I'm me again. I'll be okay thanks to these people. And as my eyes begin opening to this fact, I look around the pool hall and realize my mind's Aphrodite is in the goddamn bar. There's no music playing, something pretty unheard of in a place like that. I put a dollar in the jukebox and mindlessly dial in my request for this sublime song, trying to think of what I'd ever say to someone that beautiful. I completely forget to spend the other half of that dollar in the music machine, having decided to force my interaction with her instead of overthinking it, right? Mm -hmm. Result? I ask for her number, almost inaudibly. <laughs> she shakes her head, confused, and says, Sorry, I can't hear you. <laughs> I'd like to take you out sometime. I pretty much shout back at her. Her friends all giggle at the exchange. She smiles, gives me her number, and dominates the next few years of an amazing life that I almost chose not to live at all. Long way of saying... Thank you, Amy, for being a yes when I needed one the most. I'll always love you for taking a chance on my idiotic ass. Songs for the weekend. Mm, somebody needs to take a chance on your idiotic ass. A few people have. <laughs> <laughs> I love my life. Keep living it. That's, yeah. the, that's the story. Anyway, let's go talk about story of the year. All right. Or did you have a song? For the weekend? I don't know if you were given a list to put together no. or anything like that. No, she wasn't. But do you have one? A song recommendation for the weekend would probably be, I like Santo and Johnny Sleepwalk. If you're feeling melancholy, is that the word I'm thinking of? Sad. Is that? That's that? what melancholy means. Okay, well then I didn't know. Um, if you're feeling, you know, kind of blissful and chill, it's a good song to listen to over the weekend and just relax. Yeah, you're not gonna, you're not gonna uh, get people that disagree with you here. We both. Nope. We both enjoy that song quite a bit. Very good song. Wonderful. Wonderful song to play on guitar, too. Uh, um, I've been looking up to see how to play it, man. It's not too bad. I, I know. I need to. I've been telling Logan to let me practice, so hopefully he lets me learn. Well, somebody's got to. I'm not too convinced that Logan will. That's a, that's a shitty, well, I mean, I, that's I, a shitty I, thing I to say. Up. I could pick it up myself if, Logan if I really wanted to. Logan has a to not Bullshit. finish. <laughs> I love him, but I, 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 hope, I hope he... He can learn it and play some things. If not, he's got a badass guitar to put on a wall. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right. I'm very curious to see what everyone thought. So story of the year. Here we come. So without wasting everyone's time, first album we covered by story of the year was Page Avenue from 2003. This was my bottom album. This was my top album. 
This was also my bottom album. Out of the 12 tracks, I gave 12 fives. Golly. Damn, this show am good. (laughs) Don't be trying to steal my shit. You can't pull it off. (laughs) You stick with your... There you go. (laughs) Fives, anyone? I'm sorry. Uh, I gave four fives. I only gave one. Okay. (laughs) My top track was a toss-up between Divide and Conquer or Anthem of Our Dying Day. My top track was Sidewalks. Mine was Razor Blades. <laughs> and nobody's top track there was their big hit, which is also a very good song. It's um, Till the Day I Die. Hmm. Uh, bottom track for me, just because of the, the way the track ends, was Falling Down. My bottom track was Burning Years. Mine was Divide and Conquer. Ouch. Just because this, this My heart. so much screamo. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. No, it's okay. I'm very used to being disagreed <laughs> with on the show. So. And disappointed, you know. She's over there like, I don't give a fuck anyway. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Sonic alternative music with tinges of screamo. Uh, this results in a group that's perfect for anyone seeking a middle ground between uh, the likes of Thursday and a group like the All-American Rejects. Right in the middle there. Uh, Good production quality, fairly impressive instrumental interplay, brimming with heartbreaking angst, lyrically masterful. Hard to believe I went almost 20 years only knowing the single. Stellar. Uh, This is emo, screamo metal for me. The vocals are pleasant. Sounds a lot like Hawthorne Heights in my opinion. Uh, And 14-year-old me would have been obsessed. And that's not a knock. Uh, musically complex and interesting. I really, really was pleasantly surprised with this band, and I really liked them. I mean, I I don't have much to say on this album in particular. Um, Aside from the the screamo in certain parts, they have like some really, really good beats, and they've got good lyrics. So it's not a complete loss over here. I just, I'm not a big fan of screamo. And I know a lot of people who are like that too. Mm -hmm. So know at the outset that even if a lot of the rest of what we talk about here is your bag or Mm -hmm. sounds about right, if you can't stand screamo, you're probably not going to dig this. Yeah. This album reminded the comparison to Hawthorne Heights, specifically when I was listening to this album, I got Ohio is for lovers vibes. Yeah. And I love that song. And that's one of the reasons why I really, really liked this band. And I was like, I had no idea that Story of the Year even existed. So, okay. I, like I said, I only knew the one hit. I only knew Till the Day I Die. I've been obsessed with that song for a long time. But because I'd never heard anything else by the group, I never put together that they were going to be perfect rating for an album good, you yeah. know? Mm. Anyway, the next album we covered was In the Wake of Determination from 2005. This was my middle album. This was my bottom album. This was also my middle album. Out of the 12 tracks, I gave 12 fives. Thank you. I really wanted to do, damn, this show I am good. Because it's now my favorite, but I'll stick with the My initial plan, by the way, was just to say, this show I am good. Not damn, this show I am good, no, but like now it's got to go with the damn. 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 So how many fives? Ray two. Brewer? Two. Rayburn gave two. And there is only one for me. Okay. Womp, womp. Which again, everybody's fives are different territory. Yes. Right. So. Right. Uh, my top track was Wake Up the Voiceless. My top track was Five Against the World. My top track was Sleep. Okay. Very surprising. I did not expect her top track to be that. I did not expect your top track to be my bottom track. I still love the song. Yeah. To be clear. Yeah. I love that you go and like you have thoughts about this. <laughs> like what my top track is going to be. Or... I do. I expect you on a, with a group like this, my expectation is that you're looking for 
the low relaxed part. Most of the time I am. That would be sleep. Your your top track was not that. I think this is hitting home on some bases for you, like you said, teenage years. So mm. maybe like Fallout Boy, Hawthorne Heights, mm. some of that. Um, another band that kind of came to mind. Who sings Ocean Avenue? Yellow Card. Yellow Card, that's right. Yellow Card. Which I knew them for only one. Everybody seems to know them for Ocean I Avenue. Know, I, I know, know them, them for from, only one. from only one, but I watched Ocean Avenue video on MTV a lot. Gotcha. So that's why it stands out to me. So, but yeah, this this band, yeah, gets right. it. What about your bottom tracks? Uh, my bottom track was, Is This My Fate? Mine was Meathead. Okay. See, that I could see. Mm-hmm. It comes right after sleep, mm-hmm. and it's very fast-paced. It's almost punk. Mm-hmm. So I get it. Uh, another astounding effort, though, for me. Everything this group does feels meticulously thought out. Not only is their song structuring and melodic execution on point, but even the mixing creates this perfected structure of highs and lows. A lot of Icy Stars vibes this time around, too. I worried their first album was just a flash in the pan after hearing it. Uh, Definitely not. This disc is even more Sonic Bliss than the first. Memorably monstrously good the singing is lacking this go around for me it seems a bit b-side uh more slow tracks here but slow tracks aren't all that interesting to me so i love good slow track but it still gotta grab me okay this did not i don't know um listening to the previous album and hearing the screamo that you did or that i did and um when it took you know to the slower part of music and you know it just sounded it was nice that there was a refreshing change up so i appreciate the more when when quote-unquote screamo bands do slower stuff like that it's, yes. it's yeah. more enjoyable yeah it's, and it's nice to have the breakup yeah yeah in between not all the fast paced yeah, well, screamo i just like the diversity mm-hmm. nice. this i think was their worst performing album as far as sales go and i was oh. kind of convinced it was just the cover art because I thought the music here was really good. I don't I don't understand. I loved the cover art for Page Avenue. I thought it was cool. Yeah. I'm sorry, guys. It's okay. Dogs. I have dogs. There are cars that drive down the road. You know, all this stuff happens. I know. <laughs> People cut tree, cut down trees yes. while we're recording. No, no more tree cutting, please. That's no. all I ask. Uh, so the final album we covered was The Black Swan from 2008. This was my top album. This is my middle album. This was also my top album. Out of the 13 tracks, 13 fives. Jesus. And that, I think, is a first. Did you do all three? Yeah, I was about to say all three of them. What the? All fives for everything. Damn. Bing bong. Yeah. I told Megan when it happened, I was like, I feel like I have to quit the podcast now. You it's didn't just even give Reba on all note. three perfect albums. Oh, no, man. but she had five that we listened to. And that's, I kind of wondered, this group has five albums. If uh-huh. we had done five, how would that have fared? I was scared after that first time. I was scared the whole time. <laughs> I like, peaked. They can't keep this up. There's no way in hell they can keep this up. Holy shit. Wow. Yeah. Now I have to do a post. Now I got to do something about it. Thanks a lot. Giving me more work to do. Just don't give it away. I'm not going to give it away. (laughs) I gave it four or fives. I only gave it two. Okay. Yeah. Two's pretty good, though. Yeah. The others got one. Yeah. Yeah. I'm looking at the positives. Oh, yeah. My why can't you track, do that with me, though? What? Why, why can't you do that with me? I don't. <laughs> I don't understand the intricacies of how Alyssa rates. I'm I understand with yours. You. Move on. My top track was "Apathy Is a Death Wish," and my top track was "We're Not Gonna Make It." My top track was "Angel in the Swamp." Mm, good. Yeah, I, I liked "Angel in the Swamp." I'm surprised why? in a in a good way. No, it's just that seems like a song that would take a little more. Uh, 
I don't want to sound snobbish here because I don't mean it. No, go no, you're ahead. Good. Go like ahead. A, a more refined ear to appreciate. Yeah. It's got a, a bit more like depth that I don't think would grab most people. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There, there's a lot going on under the surface over there. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. <laughs> Hot Mess Express. <laughs> Choo-choo. <laughs> All aboard. Well, anyway, my bottom track, even though I think it's absolutely fantastic, was Pale Blue Dot, the interlude. Same. That was my bottom. Same. I was not a fan of it. Okay. Take it's it okay. Easy. I'm so sorry. Well, it's okay. You, she did just put us all on the hot mess express. So yeah, I did, I did it's tell you what's a bumpy up. Ride. I did tell you what's up. So sorry. It's gonna be a bumpy ride, guys. Uh, this group does a bit more than flirt with metalcore on this outing, though it's still squarely rooted in. And I hate to keep sounding so repetitive here. Sonic Alternative atop. All the other groups I've already drawn comparisons to, this disc adds in Darkest Hour and 30 Seconds to Mars flair. Story of the Year's grooves are simply too crunchy for me to not instantly be crazy about. And this disc's so deep into my territory, there's even an ode to my favorite human being, Carl Sagan. Uh, Slightly more atmospheric than the other albums and still phenomenal. Drag me down a peg, Raven. No, I'm sorry. I wasn't listening to anything you said, but the fact that you called it Crunchy. crunchy... I get that from codes, by the way. Crunchy. He had, we were at a party one time and he had a playlist. I wanted to say he called it Crunchy Jams or something in the garage, like all night, just fucking rocking out to this. Oh, now I want to make a crunchy mix. I like that though. Crunchy. That's crunchy. (laughs) This is Rated Radio and you're listening to Crunchy Jams. (laughs) That was perfect. I wish codes would make more playlists, by the way. They only have the one Mm -hmm. from semi-friendly yeah still a good playlist don't get me wrong a formal request for codes from semi-friendly podcast and banter bar he is in an episode of banter bar that is out to make more playlists give the people what they want codes there it is any notes yeah lyrics can be a little bit cliche at times uh on the black swan album their lyrics may be lacking, but their songs are better structured, in my opinion. Sounds closer to the Page Avenue album, but maybe a little bit more production value added in. Okay. Okay. The only thing I would probably add is, had there not been as much Screamo, which I know I talk about Screamo a lot, and you know, it's not to say that I don't like it, because there are songs where I absolutely love it, but... In in this song, I feel like there might have been too much. However, Welcome to Our New um, War mm-hmm. would have been my favorite. Okay. Yeah, it absolutely would have been my favorite. And yeah, you can hear it on this album. If you're curious to see what she's talking about, first track, right out the gate, just start this album. You will hear it. Mm-hmm. But the guitar in the, fir- in the first song on this album kicks ass yep. all the way. There are a lot of acts related to this group, so I'm not going to go through them. But understand if you are into this genre, you're going to see a lot of familiar names and whatnot if you go looking. I'm pretty sure they split for a while and every last member of the group got into another group. So you could go way down a rabbit hole with this one. Yeah. Oh, nice. Some things I want to say about Story of the Year. They were originally named 67 North and Big Blue Monkey. Mm. Uh, They've been around since 95. And they even have a podcast of their own named Page Avenue Crew. So if you are a fan of Story of the Year and you like podcasts, listen to the Radio Radio podcast and maybe check out the Page Avenue Crew podcast. Yeah, and if anyone knows them, feel free to go ahead and let them know that someone running a fucking radio review podcast, no, just straight gave them a perfect rating all the way through their 
discography piece that we cover. Yeah. Insane. Yeah. Hell yeah. I'm geeking. I'm still geeking. I finished this <laughs> all right, this morning. Back up. Don't geek all over the table. I straight waited to go through my second <laughs> listens. Like maybe I'm just in a mood. Mm. I was not just in a mood. Okay. I get I get you. Go I ahead. feel you, man. Uh some of their influences are from Skid Row, Guns N' Roses, Nirvana, and Pearl Jam. Which is funny because of all the groups that I mentioned, and I even wrote down similar sounding or, mm -hmm. you know, would be AFI, the Ataris, Cauterize, Lost Profits, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. None of that's in that vein. Mm -hmm. I agree. It's like it's just formative inspiration, and mm -hmm. then they went on to do their own thing. Yeah, I'm wondering if somebody asked them, you know, who are your influences, and really they named the people that they listened to growing up. Uh, and maybe, that's what ends up being put yeah, down. Maybe maybe it's one of those situations. Probably gets talked about on their podcast, but we wouldn't know because I didn't know they had a podcast. Well, just there you now. go. Listen to the Page Avenue crew. So I'm curious. I'm check it out. Music makes me feel like I'm thinking of my best days while falling in slow motion. Mm. All right, I can agree. So who won for both of you? Oh, I'm not done. Oh, he's do you done. have notes? I've already, I've already said them. I slipped them into casual conversation. Okay. Well, I was trying to cut between you, but I'm, no, like not. I said, I'm geeking on this artist. Yeah, you go ahead and geek away. I wrote an answer to how they could be most successful in the future. Mm -hmm. uh, convince more people to talk about the fact that one of music's finest has been flying under the radar. Yeah. I don't get it. I think we're I, doing I our no part. One, no one in my life has ever come at me like, listen to story of the year, bro. No. Well, this is the first time I've ever heard it, so. Same. Never even knew. It feels like this listen was way more than me discovering one of my favorite artists. That would be intense in and of itself. This was also a bunch of other musical styles I love, all rolled into one. And I'm used to these sort of outfits getting it right most of the time, but Story of the Year was relentlessly good. The single they're known for is great, but trust me, if you love complex alternative rock, thoughtful lyrics, sorry, Raven, I highly disagree with what you said about the last album, That's fine. energetic execution, or killer hooks, this group is the closest thing I've ever heard to perfection in this arena. All right. That is all I have to say. You want to take a guess who won for me this week? Oh, I don't know. Maybe the three perfect ratings that you gave to yeah. Story of the Year. Story of the Year. But you guys, what? how did it land? Go ahead, Reverend. Story of the Year. Oh, fuck no. Hollywood Undead over here. Y'all know what it is. But you told me it was close. It, it was close. And, you know, again, it takes me back to I like Story of the Year. I like their lyrics and I like the things that they write about and jam out to, but it's just the screamo that tips me the other way. And, and that's fine. And Hollywood Undead is just more of a relatable band and group for me. Yeah. I don't know. And that's completely fine. You want to hear a true story? Sure. So I finished listening to Hollywood Undead and I was worried. I thought, one, there's no way that Story of the Year is going to top them. I wasn't even sure if they had enough tracks to be oh. able to get over the number of fives. And that got me thinking... This season so far, has anyone hit what Hollywood Undead did? Because they did really well for me. Yeah. Even though, like, I didn't feel like all of their fives were strong, mm -hmm. you know, I would still give them fives. Mm -hmm. So I had to go looking through everything we've covered this week. Like, did anybody? I'm looking like, nope, nope, nope. I feel <laughs> there like was one. Oh, damn. One other person. Who was that, it? Uh, case choice. I feel oh, like so far you, this season. you just spoiled our Battle of the Bands, though. No. No, we all still have more to go, so it's going to change. I know. I know what's coming up. I know what our next yeah. two episodes are going to be. And let me just say, I ain't spoiling shit. <laughs> yeah. There's a fight on our hands in a big way. This is a massive season. Okay. Stick well, around. Looking forward to it. Hell yeah. And speaking of, I guess that's what we have to talk about, right? Yeah. 
May, maybe let's talk about that. What we're covering next time. The anticipation is killing me. We are finally going to cover Lords of Acid. Mm, and Peaches. Technically a Corey recommendation, yes, and it will be Peaches. Yeah, but this was your, nobody nobody uh, took your challenge, so you got to pick whatever the fuck you want. Yes, and again, the yeah. challenge is a simple one. It was a... Uh, will we ever learn the answer? Because you, you haven't said. Why does Fuji's... That's because I, I want somebody to be able to solve it. You can still write me if you want. Okay. Why do the Fuji's make me think of Inya? Very straightforward question. Is this something listeners can Google? She's looking at me like, can I solve this and then pick my well, own? Well, I'm, I'm not allowed. You flat out said that question has been asked and answered. I cannot. Alyssa, I apologize that you had to sit here for almost an hour now listening to us fight. <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> Ain't nothing new. <laughs> I'm chilling. So do you know any Lords of Acid or Peaches? No. None? Peaches. Um, Fuck yeah, the pain away. Yes. You... I think the first time we heard that song was in a Jackass movie. No, the first time I ever heard that song, me and Caitlin were driving around Blooming Grove, smoking uh, weed, and fuck, driving on back roads like idiots. Fuck the pain away. Windows down, just having a good time. It was fun. Okay. It was fun and then fun. Knoxville has to come along and ruin it with his fake grandpa. Nights. Hey, but I fucking he, love Knoxville. He redeemed yeah, himself with revitalizing Can't Roller Skate in a Buffalo Herd. I'm just, I'm just <laughs> oh, gonna yeah. throw that out there. Don't they have a new film coming out? They, it just it's came out. out. Yep, uh, it is Jackass out. Forever. They have younger. They have uh, uh, like the old fuckers minus Bam because but yeah, Bam. Bam was asked to come back, but he wouldn't commit to well, Bam uh, rehab. No, Bam sued because of he he had said that what they put him through on the show. He said he wasn't fucking going back, and he sued, and he won. Ask Logan about it. Ask mm. Logan about it. I heard that they told Bam you can you can be participate in Jackass Forever, but you have to go to rehab. You have to get sober because ever since Dunn died, he's been a fucking mess. And the same sort oh. of stipulation was put for Steve-O. Steve-O got better. Steve-O looks great. Yeah, he does. Steve-O got he better. Looks wonderful. Bam didn't want to go to rehab because he's still kind of in that denial stage. And they said, listen, we care about you. We we want you to do this. But if you're not willing to do it, like we can't let you jeopardize yeah. everything else. So Bam's not in uh, the new Jackass Forever. But they do have some youngsters in the new crew, too, that is really doing that that dangerous shit that fucking knoxville is too fucking old to do i mean he's 49 uh he could still get it though i know (laughs) i know he could i'll be the first to say it knoxville if you're out there hey pontius pontius (laughs) is back danger aaron's back poor aaron uh preston is back we man was about to say we grew up watching jackass a lot well what i was trying to say sorry is that (laughs) If you enjoy that Peaches song that you know, uh, definitely give both of these groups a listen ahead of us getting there uh, because it's it's a lot of fun. Uh, Lords of Acid we're going to be covering, and this was a very hard pick for me. Let me throw that out there. Mm. But Voodoo You from 1994, Our Little Secret from 1997, and Farstucker from 2000. For Peaches, mm-hmm. we're going to be covering The Teachers of Peaches from 2000, I Feel Cream from 2009, and obviously, if you've been listening to the podcast, Rub oh, from God, 2015. Oh, that's that song. I was like, what is that song you sent me? Rub, rub. rub. <laughs> <laughs> ah, all right. That's going to do it for this week. Hit up our playlist on Spotify. Visit our merch shop. 
share our show with your friends. Come find us on social media to let us know what you think. And until next time, fill your world with music. Hey, Al. Hey. Look at us. What? Who knew? Who knew? Not me. (laughs) Not me. Hey, Al. Hey. Fuck the pain away. All right, I will do that. Thank you.